Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is... Meander. To follow a winding or intricate course, to wander aimlessly or casually without urgent destination, or ramble. Ramble is to move aimlessly from place to place, to talk or write in a desultory or long-winded wandering fashion, to grow or extend irregularly. So I actually, I had a, I had an idea that meandered along uh, a couple pages in my notebook, and I think I'm going to try to prototype something this weekend. Um, a lot of this is product-based, which is my probably my biggest inspiration is a, a certain size of a product, like our wallet games or a restriction in that. But, but knowing how something can look at its final form really helps me inspire the initial form which is a weird, weird way to do it. And I don't know if a lot of people are like that, but I just, as a product development lover, uh, that's a good, that's always inspirational to me. So here's what I have. And it might be terrible. And you, you could might think that I'm off base for picking this one to try to try to prototype. Um, initial thoughts makes me think of a maze or a labyrinth of a game. Where escape means the ending, but not specifically success. Success is determined by the experiences along the way, as a journey that occurred but ended without anything moving or impactful is hardly a journey. Those are my words of wisdom for the day. And that can apply to anything. Uh, you know, a game that ends quickly that you didn't get to do anything, uh, you know, it's not going to leave a lasting impression. Also, you know, a maze. If you if you're working through a maze and you see the like just a little paper maze that you're running your pencil through, if you see the end and the path at the beginning, then there's sort of a, a feeling of accomplishment, like I nailed this. But there's not that feeling of this was great. Like it was that was a poorly designed maze with nothing exciting about it, or just that you know it was randomly caught, but ran. Bad randomness can leave bad impressions. You know, just being on the bad side of a randomness. It's not necessarily the randomness that was bad. It was just the, your result was bad. Same thing can happen with good. So it's it's tricky. So how do you accomplish this this maze journey? And I said it's hard. It's I think part of it is giving clues that might say to a player, escape is to the west. It gives a player direction to not get lost, you know, all the way on the east. As Getting lost is potentially worse than escaping with no experience. Um, so it's weighing those options. But it also gives them clues to, to, to a direction to be in when they are content and ready to leave. When they've experienced it or whatever they're trying to get out of it and they're, and they're done, they can leave. So then I shifted gears a little bit away from that, that feeling of content and started to get into a, a game that consists of mazes and I heard this as mechanics but the mechanics don't appear immediately it's sort of thematic I imagine a sprawling game of choosing between door number one two and number three just continuously you have at the end of each session or round or whatever you have this choice of one two or three leading up to it is riddles and hints and things that are going to you know tell you 
something about what's in each one. I don't know that there should be a lot of lies because lies, they don't help you. I mean, you're, you're, you can't gather information if, if some of it is false. You assume all of it is false. So I think they all should be somewhat true, um, but maybe complex in figuring out if the truth is actually good or bad or, or what you're looking for. So I imagine the, this is, this is where it gets really weird and interesting and inspiring to me. I imagine like a lost forest or mountain or cavern or planet or whatever it is that, um, just a wild land. It's a two player game where you start out together you hit your three doors, and you may continue together or in playing two solo games together. <laughs> um, so here we go. So players start together. They reach the three doors. They either stick together or split up. When they split up, the games become solo. They know nothing about each other's journey until they meet again where they can share information. Or when the game's over, if they choose to share information about what happened. Um, I think keeping it 100% secret is really interesting, where it's just, it's your personal adventure if you, if you never met back up. Um, I, I don't know, that's, that's gonna be by the player, and you can't control that. But personally, I think, I know what I did, and that was my thing, and, you know, we didn't end up together at the end, we ended up separate. And that just, that stays like that forever. Like I said, it's out there. Uh, I have thoughts about when you hit the three doors together that you have X amount of time for discussion then the land or the forest or whatever it is starts to just close in on you. So the doors could start to disappear, whittling your choices down from three to two to eventually one. Um, or with two players, which, I, which was where the mechanics came into this, was a split and choose thing. I've seen a lot of games that are I split, you choose. So we've got, um, X, we've, let's say we've got the three doors. I split them into one and two and three. Now, since I split them up, it's your turn to choose. You're going to choose either one and two, which means we are separating. One of us is going into one and one of us is going into two. Or you choose number three, where we're going together. So it's, a, it's sort of a forced cooperation, which some games need. Because we could discuss it, and then you know you decided that we're going to do this, and we just do it, or I decided it, and we just do it. Or you can do this this sort of I split you choose, which I don't know if I've seen in co-op. I'm sure it's been done, but um, in in a cooperative level, it's neat because I can say, well, this one's really bad. We don't want it, so I'm going to separate it. And then uh, we've got these other two, and and you know we're gonna we're gonna do them separately. Or I can say, you know, this one's really good. I want to separate because it it's the one I want us to go in. It's it's sort of like a, and that that explanation there didn't do any justice to what I was thinking. But I sort of wanted to be a, it's like a like a small voting system. You know, my vote is that. We're going to split this this way because I think it can inform your choice better. And I don't know how that can all work. And I don't even know if that's perfect. But to me, an I split you choose in a two-player co-op seemed interesting. 
Okay, so after a session, players are going to end up at a new set of doors, or they're back at the last set. So for some reason, you know, the area three that I chose winds around, is nothing. I end up back at one and two. Now, you might have taken one, and you're at four, five, six, or whatever you end up at. It's sort of, it's not like a choose your own adventure, but, you know, you'll end up at X, Y, and Z. So I have a quick note here in my, in my writing, but it doesn't make sense without the context in my head. So when we split up into different paths, we're basically choosing a different little box of game or whatever it is, a different different section, a little envelope or something. And that includes like the parts to play our solo game. It'll include the scenario and you know you might have the bits for it already or a couple cards or something along those lines. But um, when I'm going through this, I can leave notes for my opponent. So I can I say I start the, the game with a with a notebook, a full notebook. So I have all these papers. I can I can leave them in there. Now, what that does is it uses up one of my sheets of paper. Um, but at the same time, I can tell my, my opponent that, you know, this path... At the end of this path, I'm choosing the left one no matter what. And, you know, it can, it can help them sort of try to, try to get themselves together a little bit. Or, you know, if you ever end up in this area... You know, make sure you do this. And and I think that can help. One, I think it can help try to bring them together again. But two, I think it can help make it still a cooperative game and make it still a step above, you know, two players playing solo games next to each other. You're playing solo games with, you can leave things for each other. You can leave notes. You can also leave items. You can leave things to, to assist your opponent. Uh, assuming that it, it wraps around, and I don't know how the, uh, the you know the interconnection of all these areas works, and I don't know if the beginning of a door and the end of a door ever gets reversed, where you end up on the backside of it and you're going through the opposite way, and it becomes this this big maze, which is kind of the intent. So I have to have to figure all that out. This is like a major, you know, it's not just a simple design and. I don't know why I choose stuff like this to start on, but I feel like uh, it's exciting. So here's the here's the big question, and it's how do I, at the end of a journey, I'm presented with my three doors, and you are too. How do we know if we're in the same area or not? And the way I imagined to do this was to use an app. So there was some sort of app-driven content where, you know, we pull up the app on, on a single phone or, or iPod or whatever it is, and then we list where we're at. So I'm at XYZ and I type in XYZ and then it clears the screen and then you type in yours, ABC. And then it looks at them and compares them and it says, uh, yes, you guys are together, which we rejoice, talk, catch up on what we've done and decide what we're going to do next. Or it says, no, you're still apart to where we continue without, um, any communication and we end up, you know, making our own decisions and playing separately again. And I think there should be enough times that you end up together that it keeps it, there's a point of it where it's not just the first game is together. And I think there's reasons to stay together as long as you can, but there's going to be also reasons to push apart, uh, you know, just for, for, for moving the game forward or because of selfish reasons or whatever it is, I think that all needs to kind of be built in to, to make it dynamic.
I also started to write about how I think it could be more than two players, and then you would end up with groups more often, but there's the one problem in that, let's say it's three players and two of us are together and one is separate. The two play people are obviously going to talk as they're playing, and then the third person's going to hear it. You could also take it and not play it together, where we play two players together, we find out we're not together, we take it home, we meet back up in a week, we see what happened. I don't know. I have no idea. There's, It's a lot to ask of players, but a two-player campaign that's also solo is really cool to me. <laughs> so at the end of the session, we enter our location, they enter ours. If it's a match, ding, we're together again. The app can also tell proximity for something like, I'm shouting for help. And I can hit the app to see if you're within, you know, distance of, of actually hearing that shout. Um, I thought of things where, you know, if you think that I hear the shout, I can backtrack to the beginning of my journey. And then at the end, if I survive to the end of that journey, I'm back at the same three doors. And then I take the door that you chose so I can go there and help, hopefully help you. That's going to happen if, if I get into an area and it's really bad, I'm going to want to just try to escape and go backwards. So the last note I have is, how do I not see where you are just from looking in the box to get the parts? So let's say there's a A through Z envelope and I'm looking and I keep them in alphabetical order so they're easy to find and I'm trying to get mine. Um, how do I know that like C, I can see letter C is gone as I'm trying to find D and I know where you, I know which one you chose after we've been separated for a while. How do you avoid that? And I, I wasn't sure, but I said also could be the app where the app could like give a code to everything. So, you know, C means Z, like a, like a, like a cryptogram or something along those lines. So I might see that C's missing and I know you did C, but I have no idea which letter of the alphabet means C um, because everything's, everything's coded. And I think that's the answer. I don't know. And I'm going on almost 15 minutes on this idea that I think it's exciting and might be just completely terrible. Um, it's way sprawling, and so is my, my rambling. I wasn't extremely coherent in all of it because excitement jumbles my words. Anyway, it's Friday. We have uh, Rob Kramer is back this weekend, and we have a special announcement this weekend. It's not going to be till Sunday, so you've got two days to wait, but we tease it a little bit tomorrow. That's it. I'm happy to hear your thoughts. I love hearing anybody's ideas, so, so keep sharing them anywhere you can. And uh, we'll see you over the weekend with Rob, and we'll be back Monday with, with my ramblings. All right, see you around. <laughs>